Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this week's episode which is a roundup of the best books I've read in the last three months. So keep listening to find out what they are. Welcome back, I'm your host Steph Clark and each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and do the reading so you don't have to. This week, slightly different, this is the third instalment of the 2021 edition or series of the best books I've been reading. So each quarter I have shared with you the favourite books that I've read that quarter. Somehow we are already at Q3 or the end of Q3 based on the calendar year end of September. So I've got a couple of books to talk to you about this quarter. So since the end of June, so between the end of June and the end of September, I have read 13 books, which actually isn't too bad. The last quarter I read nine, so Q2 I read nine. And the quarter before Q1, I also read 13. So I am at 35 books year to date. I've also got one did not finish. So I got about um, probably about 40% through a book this quarter as well, which was Jill Lepore's If Then, which was interesting. I just, I don't know, I just couldn't get into it. It wasn't really what I wanted to read at that time. And I found that I just wasn't then picking it up which meant I was not reading as much as I wanted to or not doing things that meant I was reading as much as I wanted to, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with doing a little do not finish or pausing a book to come back to. I've got a little pile of those stacked up on my book shelf that I need to come back to at some point. So this year's goal, for those who have been listening for a little while, you may remember my goal for book reading in 2021 was 40 books. The idea of that was to allow me a bit of time and space to read some longer books. I'm going to be honest, I haven't really got into that. I haven't really done that. Other than Obama's Promised Land, which I read back in January, which was an absolute beast of a book. So I did get through that one, so I was pretty pleased with that, but I haven't picked up some of the other longer books that I've got. To be honest, it's been a bit of a funny year for reading in terms of energy and brain capacities. So I'm going to give myself a little bit of a break. 35 so far. I'm well on my way to hit the 40 target. I'll probably tip over the 40 target. And I think at the end of the year, I'm planning to take about a month off at the end of the year of lots of the different things that I do and just enjoy some some quiet time. And that will involve some book reading. And that's probably where I'll get into some of the chunkier books that I've not yet picked up, particularly Walker, Walter Isaacson's Leonardo da Vinci book really keen on reading that one before the year is out but anyway enough of that let's talk about the five books that I did really love this quarter of the 13 that I read and why I think you should read them too the first one is Everyday Created by Michael Dixon. Now, this one was just, it was actually, I read it and I finished it, I think, the 29th of June, but I'd already recorded this episode. So this one's a bit of a spillover from Q2, so it's a bit of a cheat, but I'm going to include it anyway because I did really enjoy it. Michael Dixon is an author and creative person based here in Australia. And in the book, he talks about all the different ways that you can inject little nuggets of creativity, little doses of creativity into your everyday life, from the emails you write to your clients, your colleagues, whoever it is you're emailing, all the way through to the ideas you're coming up with in meetings or the way that you are choosing to work and live. There was lots of little things in there that I really loved and I'm looking forward to talking about that book in just actually a few weeks time. So if you're keen to hear more on that one, keep listening, make sure you hit that follow button because I will be talking that one about that one in just a couple of weeks. 
The next book, there's a little bit of a kind of life in an existential kind of theme actually on this quarter. It's clearly what I've been thinking about a lot this quarter. The next book is 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman. This is also a slight cheat because I will finish this one before the end of the month is out, but I am a bit over halfway through this one now and I am loving it. It's challenging the idea that time management and productivity is helping us get it more out of life and actually how it's sometimes actually helping us not get more out of life if that makes any sense and how on average we'll only all get about 4,000 weeks which is slightly terrifying to think about when you think about how many of those have already gone by but how we also the concept of how we think about time is a bit wrong because we never actually have time we never actually are, are given it it's not a physical thing that we have and it's going to pass anyway so it's this idea that we need to really think about really how we're defining good and how we're defining a good life and how we are therefore spending our time because our time is just made up of a matter of moments and we're not guaranteed to get some of these future things that we are telling ourselves or pretending to ourselves that we are going to get so super interesting really enjoying that one it's a really good antidote to a lot of the other stuff I read to be honest and a lot of the other stuff you find yourself immersed in in social context, in business context, in a work context, whatever it happens to be around maximizing our time. And I'm definitely someone who has been a bit of a junkie on some of those things previously. So I'm enjoying this one as a bit of uh, of the antithesis of that. So that was 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman. The third book I've really enjoyed this quarter is Breath by James Nestor. Again, really interesting. And it's all about how we breathe. And it sounds like the simplest thing where you just breathe in and breathe out. But there's loads of really interesting research in there. And, and again, he's a journalist. So as I've said many times before, generally enjoy books written by journalists. I find they take a different bit of a different slant. They approach the story and the, the immersive research into it really differently rather than just kind of looking at other papers that other people have written. They actually really immerse themselves in it as well. So, and this book is no exception. So James has spent a number of years now exploring the power of breath and the power of breathing and breathing well on modern life, on our stress levels, on lots of modern conditions like asthma, ADHD, which I found was really interesting. I hadn't realized that that had a connection to to breath and to breathing. And how when we look back in history, both to pre-homo sapien evolution, but also into more recently into some of our indigenous cultures and ways of living as well, how a lot of them didn't suffer from some of these nasal type problems or breathing type problems that we do and the impact on the way we have evolved has had on our ability to breathe well and therefore the conditions that has created as commonplace in modern life. Anyway, that's another one that I'll be talking about in a few weeks' time. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that one. It's also really practical. And look, some of the stuff in there you might think, oh, I don't know, I'm a bit dubious about that and want to do some further reading on. You should absolutely do that because if I've learned anything from the podcast maintenance phase, it's that anything that pretends to solve all ailments and ills is probably too good to be true and maybe too simplified. So there's maybe some stuff like that in there you want to do some further reading on. But there's some other techniques in there that you will probably find particularly useful from a stress management or anxiety management perspective as well. So that was Breath by James Nestor. The fourth book was Find Your Artistic Voice by Lisa Congdon. I love Lisa Congdon. She's an artist based in the US and Find Your Artistic Voice is all about it's a little bit linked to, I suppose, Austin Kleon Show Your Work, which I talked about quite recently. But Find Your Artistic Voice is probably that little nudge further around the practice that you can do to actually find 
what it is you stand for, what type of creative work you want to create. And again, that can be as broad as the courses you run, to the music you make, to the art that you draw. It can be really anything along the creative spectrum. It definitely doesn't have to be a traditional creative pursuit as you may immediately think of that. It can absolutely come back to accounting or engineering or any other, how you run your business, etc. But basically the different practices and things that you should be thinking about and trying and pushing yourself on in order to find who you are as a creative person. Big fan of that. Love Lisa's work. And again, looking forward to covering that one in the next couple of months. So that was Find Your Artistic Voice by Lisa Congdon. Finally, slight wild card because it is a fiction book, but I loved it, was The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath. All right, very late to the party. I know, I know, I'm sorry. But thanks to a couple of people on Instagram who were sharing about Sylvia Plath's The Bell Jar, including Jess from Archley's, who you know I'm a big fan of. I eventually read it. I read it in a couple of days. I absolutely gobbled it up. And just the angst, the emotion, her way of just describing things was so cutting and so fitting. Even decades and decades later, it just felt so relevant for this time and particularly on the role of women and some of the things that we are told about ourselves that we should be or this is the role of women and and how Sylvia Plathin or the, the character in the book, sorry, was really pushing against that and that felt quite dangerous at the time and... And then her struggle with mental health as well. And it's just really interesting as well when you think about the overlap between Sylvia Plath and the character in the book, the main character in the book, or some of the main characters in the book, and how that potential overlap, or a lot of people have talked about the overlap between the two. So if you haven't already read that, if you're looking for something a bit different, if you're looking to dip into some fiction, highly recommend The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath. So there we go. Five books I've really enjoyed this quarter. Number one was Everyday Creative by Michael Dixon. Number two was 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman. Three was Breath by James Nestor. Four was Find Your Artistic Voice by Lisa Congdon. And number five, The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath. I'd love to know what you've been reading this quarter. You can let me know by giving me a little message on Instagram or on LinkedIn. They are the best places to find me. There is a link at the bottom of the show notes. You can hit those and connect and say hi. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.